0: You're listening to the Slaying self doubt Podcast, where we empower black women to acknowledge their fears, doubts, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of podcast. It's your girl, Felicia Wallace. As always, I want to thank all the new listeners and the continued listeners. We hit 16,000 downloads this week, y'all. Every time that I look at those numbers and I see how they're growing and all these different areas with the within the states and globally i am just i'm so grateful you guys like really it just it was a period of time where i was wondering whether or not i was going to keep doing this podcast and the lord said ain't nobody tell you to stop so i just kept it moving <laughs> And continue to do it, and you guys continue to show up every week. So, um, as always, if any episode that you listen to, whether it is one a solo episode or a guest episode, and it resonates with you, I please ask that you share it, share it with another person, and share it with your um, social media followers. Um, don't forget to tag me if you do share it on so- social media at Slant Self-Doubt. um because this journey is about bringing people on to let them know that despite our shortcomings despite our insecurities despite our self-doubt that we are still here and we are still destined for greatness so again thank you so much so this week for me has been well this past week rather has been oh my gosh it went from a very high to a <laughs> very low um so last week when i recorded it was thursday is is it thursday again it's thursday again and remember i was saying like how um happy i was and everything um And it doesn't take much, right? It took 24 hours for um, things to just kind of shift on my end. So on Friday, my grandfather passed away. Um, We knew that he was sick and um, he'd actually been on hospice for like the last year and a half. So um, it wasn't that we didn't know. It just was still unexpected, right? And you kind of feel that loss. Um, Stack that on top of the fact that Monday, October 26th, is um, my best friend from middle school. Um, It was her birthday and she passed away in 2012 and usually um the end of October I'm already in like a funk um but I'm grieving that is exactly what I'm doing and um because uh her birthday is the 26th mine's is November 12th and then one of our other good friends her birthday's November 13th so it's like I like she started off the Scorpio season for us even though you know it happens I think what the 21st or the 22nd of October but like for our group it's like oh it's her birthday so that means mine's the next and then you you know and so it's like all of those things just kind of hit me really hard and on saturday actually i had a moment where oh, it was it was super super it was hard for me um, because you guys know I told you I'm taking coaching classes and so in the midst of our coaching classes and we're talking about you know what coaching is going to look like one of the things that somebody brought up is that you know despite whatever it is that your niche is whatever you're going to do we have to be prepared for the grief that is going to come with that right because people are going to be um, wanting to move in their purpose wanting to do something with animals wanting to do something with children wanting to have goals about about sports or their job or whatever the case may be right um but ultimately 2020 has brought us some sense of grief whether you lost somebody or not being in this space and having to quarantine and all the sickness that's kind of going on um the course professor was like, people are in like a perpetual state of grief. And so when I heard that, it like resonated with me so deeply because I realized that since my mother-in-law passed away, that is exactly what I've been. I've been in like a state of grief. And so, um, yeah, I know I go to therapy. So on Monday uh, when I went to therapy and I was telling my therapist about it, I was like, you know, a lot of it is that, I say I want my family to be emotionally well and I want to be emotionally emotionally well but the truth of the matter is I don't act on it right so like when I told my kids that um my grandfather passed I distinctly remember saying you know my granddad passed and they oh, oh pop because that's what my father calls him pop and i was like yeah and so they're like oh i'm sorry mommy and i was like you know it's okay you know we knew if something was going to happen or whatever have you and then i was like you know you guys have to be strong for pop up and that's my dad that's what they call my dad and so that you know it hit me like on saturday that i said that to them and then i thought about when my mother-in-law passed away and they're grieving their grandmother, I'm telling them, you know, we got to be strong for daddy because that's his mom. And the reality is, is that, no, we don't, you know, it's almost sent. It, it, I felt like it sent the message to them that said, you know, don't cry. Don't be sad around him because that shows some weakness. And that was not my intent. Right. I think uh, for me, I have a tendency to feel like I'm going to make people feel more sad (laughs) and my therapist was like you can't make your husband be more sad than he is like he lost his mom that is going to be something that sits with him and so and you lost somebody too so even if you know that was she was a part of your family you know um so you you lost you lost something as well so telling making you feel like you have to put your feelings on the back burner or tell your kids they have to put their feelings on the back burner excuse me and she was like I really had to stop doing that. And I told her that for such a long time, I was so used to just like, I worry about that later. I worry about my feelings later. I worry about these things. I just got to push through. And then once these things get done, once I, you know, once the funeral's over, once all the paperwork is done, or once, <clears throat> excuse me, X, Y, and Z is done, you know, then I'll be able to grieve and then I'll be able to be sad. Well, guess what happened? You know, she passed away. We had the funeral. We went on vacation, school started and we kept going. I literally didn't grieve. So now when the next big thing comes one, you know, one thing is that it it comes every year. Um, you know, my friend Angie's birthday, um, it was heavier, so it was, like, sitting on me so heavy that, like, Saturday, I just, I had a whole boo-hoo cry, and, you know, like, I really needed to get it out. Um, I was very honest, you know, I had a conversation with my husband about it just to let him know where I was, how I was feeling, and throughout the week, I've been telling my kids, so if I felt like I needed to cry, if I felt like I needed to say I was sad, um, instead of me hiding it so that they felt like they, had to keep their feelings away from me as well, I told them how I was feeling. And so, you know, just having that conversation with them to let them know, like, today's, you know, not necessarily like, you guys, I'm sad. You know, don't say anything to me. Not like that. But, like, sometimes they'll ask, like, Mommy, what's wrong? And I was just like, I'm sad. I'm missing my friend today. Or, you know, I'm missing Grandma. Or I miss my Granddad. Or whatever the case may be, you know, it is me letting them know that, like, it's okay to be sad because, these, you know, like in real life, these babies cry over Fortnite when they lose. Like that's an emotion, and I usually tell them, like, listen, we get to, you get to that level, then I'm, a, I'm, a, I, we got to take a pause from because, but it's still an emotion. So I don't want them to feel like that. Certain emotions are okay, but like sadness, and and like make making them feel like they have to like put it away and, like, not pay attention to it and not address it and not feel it. I want them to be able to feel it. Um, and so my parents are up here, and even with my dad being around or whatever, you know, I gave him a big hug. And that was one of the other big things. Like, before um, he they got here, I was like, I needed to see him and I felt like that would give me some peace so once I saw him I definitely I felt better you know um but even still like when he wants to talk about it like he had like a whole two hour conversation he just was talking and you know I just listened like whatever he wanted to talk about and I was like that's a just be present in whatever it is you feel he wasn't upset he wasn't crying but he was going through the memories that he had you know and I just I sat with him and I was like whatever he was feeling at that moment and us just listening like we didn't dismiss it I did I like I was intentional about like not looking at my phone and just like being present with him in that space and so I was like if I can do that for other people I need to do that for myself and if I need to go sit down somewhere and I need to cry or I need to do whatever like just girl go do that okay so um, that was a little longer than what I wanted to say but I feel like that, that I needed to be able to Say that to you all as well because this time, now I want y'all to know right now. I know it sounds like my voice is like crackling, but I'm like, the like whispering a little bit cause- I got a full house, right? And so, where I don't believe record. My kids is down there. I can't record in the basement. So, I'm recording in my son's room. But across the room from him, my husband is sleeping. So, I'm like, let me try to be quiet. But I can't talk like this the whole time. So, I just want y'all to know I'm okay. It's just trying to keep my voice down because I know I can be loud. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to let you all know that, like, understand where you are, right? Because a lot of things that I've been hearing lately excuse me, has been just letting us know that 2020, although the year is over, what we're going through is going to follow us into 2021, you know, with the COVID and the virus and the limitations that we have, that is going to go into the next year. Right. And so where people were expecting for things to change and things to get better and Oh, I can't wait till December 31st, because 2021 is going to be better. No, unless they got a cure, I mean, not a cure, but unless they have a vaccine and Bama start wearing a mask, we have, you know, all the time, we're going to be in the same space come January 1st. So yeah, if not worse because it's cold and flu season and then guess what happens everybody's fears go up all of these things get heightened up um, to another level and then guess you know the people who deal with certain things like you don't even know how to manage those emotions and so I am definitely encouraging you to manage your emotions manage where you are if you feel like you need help with that and you I'm um, an advocate for therapy y'all know that um, a couple of days ago I made a post about having the rest because I needed to take a, ba- a break from making those videos because I needed to sit with what I was feeling with and I posted some local DMV uh ther- um, therapists. I was gonna say I don't know what I was about to say, but yeah some local DMV therapists. Um and so um I actually no one is in Florida that those are people that I know personally. Um and so I'll put some stuff in the show notes so that if you do need help you need somebody to talk to there's a lot of online platforms that you can use like talk to somebody who can help you like having a release and having a support system that's great as well like um you know i can talk to my support system i can talk to my husband i can talk to my sister i can talk to my cousin you know but you have to be able to have somebody who be able to help you and give you the tools and resources that you need to be able to manage whatever it is that you're feeling right so that's that like i said i went a little bit over on that because I just, it it was really important. Um, So this week I did a video about my biggest insecurity. Um, And some people know my story. Some people know the journey. Um, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into uh, just acknowledging kind of where you are. So if you didn't see it, definitely go check out my YouTube page. um, Or you can go to my Instagram page or the Facebook page, Slang Self Doubt everywhere you can just you, you can google me okay um but I, I talked about my story and i had so many people who like legit like friends that i know or um other people that i know who shared and was like thank you for your transparency but i had one individual who actually reached out to me somebody that i know who has been um going through a tough time and she was like every single word that you said resonated with me so much um and she was like you know and the reality is is that people can't see my insecurity either but I see it and it you know she was like I just want to thank you for um saying that and just really understanding that I'm still destined for greater things now in the midst of that conversation you know with what she was going on i was able to share a resource with her that i knew of that i was like oh well you know what let me and i mean literally she just she's like crying on the other end of the phone i'm like you okay And she's just like you just don't know like how much you even saying that to for you to be able to say that for it to prompt me to call you, to tell you that I'm right where you are and for you to be able to give me what it is that I need. That right there is about being obedient, right? Um, But it's also about sometimes when you share the thing that is the hardest thing to say, that thing that's at the pit of your stomach, um, you don't know who you're blessing. You don't know who it is that needs to hear your story. And, when we're walking in this journey of being able to walk in our purpose and really do what it is that God calls us to do, you have to in some some in some capacity bear it all right for me, my bell's palsy was an insecurity of mine because I felt like it held me back. I felt like. It was a downfall of mine. If things didn't work out, relationships, friendships, people, job, whatever the case may be, I always blamed it on that. And for a very long time, I asked God just to take it away. Like I went to a specialist. I was going to get some Botox just so that my face would just, it would all just be plain right it wouldn't i would have like when i went they was like so you'd have literally no expression and i was like oh they was like yeah you'd have to get it on a continuous basis but it's so like i was like i can't even have i can't even have a host i mean i got a crooked smile now so if i got botox i wouldn't have no smile they was like yeah it's gonna have the adverse uh, adverse effect i was like okay i you know face therapies different type of things and it came to a point that i literally was like okay god like at this point, this is what you're going you, you just going to give me this and get not going to take it away. So I'm just going to have to live with it. So, okay. Um, and so the girlfriend that I was talking to, she actually, I worked with her during some of the time that I had the Bales Palsy episodes. And she was like, you know, even though I know you had it and it was, you know, tough for you, she was like, you, you weren't like, it didn't seem like... It. I said, well, I had to still come to work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't about to leave my job. Like, some stuff was just like, okay, sis, you, you can't do that. But I was like, that doesn't mean that I wasn't insecure to sit down and eat lunch with y'all. That doesn't mean I wasn't insecure to... um be around y'all have a conversation I was like you probably didn't notice the little things that I was doing to like cover my face or I would take my hand and like because this the right side of my face is paralyzed I would oh I like I realize that now I have a habit of putting my because I did it for so long for correction that now it's just second nature that I put my hand in my um I put my face in my hand and it was intentional for me because I felt like if I laughed if I talked if I whatever it wouldn't look as crooked right and so I made certain things normal for me that I was like okay if I got to do it then I'm gonna am gonna figure out a way that I can continue to do what I need to do but let me fix it in a way that makes me feel a little bit comfortable um but it wasn't until this year really um I did a live back in May I believe and I was so <laughs> nervous about about the live I was nervous about you know was the connection going to be right was I going to you know sound okay what well, I had never done a live before so it's new to me right so I'm like what if this was going to work um was the person going to be was it going to be people like what people going to come were they going to interact what do you do what questions do I ask what this what the, I was so engulfed with so many other things that I didn't even I didn't even pay attention. Like, the thought of my face never even is in my mind. I went through the whole thing. I was so excited about it. Like, oh, this is so great. I went to go, like, this is before they was letting lives go to HG, I mean IGTV. Um, it was when you had to, like, use the record button and record it. So, as I'm, like, recording it, right, and I'm, like, okay, you know, I go back. And I want to say it was, like, a week later that I went to go like post a picture for like throwback Thursday but it was really to say like in case you missed it type situation but it was at that moment that I said of all the things that I was worried about that day it was not my face that was the moment that I overcame myself my self-doubt in regards to that that was the moment where I knew that God had delivered me not from the the condition right because I still have the condition but he delivered me from the worry he delivered me from the angst he delivered me from the uncomfortability he delivered me from the not wanting to do things because I was worried about what other people was going to think and what other people was going to say and at that moment I was so proud of myself and I just remember like crying like oh my god I don't care about my face That is monumental for me right and so I was like that was step one step two for me was like having to say it out loud because it's one thing when you have you overcome something in private it's another thing when you overcome something in public and people don't even know at that moment like me sharing my story was like this is a part of me y'all don't see. All the things that, you know, I had somebody else who like I was helping her with something. And I was like, oh you could do a video and she was like, nah, I can't do no video. And I was like, Child, if I can do a video, you can do a video. And she's like, Oh, but you make it look so easy. And I'm like, you don't know the struggle. You don't know what I the things I've had to tell myself, the things I've had to like get you know, build myself up to be able to even do it. And now at this point It's not, I don't have to build myself up to do it. Now I got to figure out content. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to say? It ain't about like, how do I sit? How do I look? How do I do this? It is It is different now. I'm so, um, that part of me is like so far removed. It's like, I accept where I am. I accept what God has given me. And I, and I'm walking in my purpose anyway, despite the fact that this makes me uncomfortable, despite the fact that, you know, I have a crooked face, despite the fact that, You know, to me, I slur my words a little bit or, you know, you can tell depending on like if I'm tired or whatever the case may be. Like sometimes you can see it a little bit more. But despite all of that, like I am intentionally pushing past my fears, pushing past my insecurities, because I know that greater is on the other side. I saw a um, post the other day that said, once you are past your, once you reach your purpose, um, oh no, on the other side of fear, your dreams become a reality, right? And I was just like, it's so true, because once I got past that fear of like, what if everybody saw it? And not even realizing, like my friend was saying, like, that was, what, 13, 18 years ago, all, you know, from the very, very beginning. But think about all the people that I've met. Think about all the relationships that I have. And nobody judged me on it. Not again... It was in my mind that that's how I felt about myself, but I've never not once had anybody say anything to me negative about my face and be like, well, what's going on with you <laughs> or anything like that, except for when I first had it at the way eye patch because my eye like wouldn't close all the way. Then, you know, that, of course, people ask questions like, you okay? So then I had to explain it, you know, and the very first time was like the worst of all of them. So I had like more slurred speech and all of that stuff, but, It was only because at that point you could physically, you could, it was visible, visible, right? Um, But I just want to encourage whoever is listening to this, that like whatever it is your insecurity is, whatever it is that's blocking you from walking in your God-given purpose, one, I'm going to tell you, give that thing to God. Give it to him to ask him what you are supposed to do with it. And whatever he tells you to do with it, do it. I promise you the release that you get from it will be, uh freaking amazing like legit it would be amazing number two if you are if if your insecurity is causing you to not move i need you to acknowledge that to yourself i need you to tell yourself this thing i'm, I'm not moving because of x i'm not walking in my purpose because of this and what that does is that it makes it it makes you accountable right because at one point in time, God was calling me to do videos and, you know, the lives and all that. And I was just like, I hate to say it, a lot to myself. I can't do no videos. I can't do lives because my face is crooked. And once I heard it out loud, it was like, okay, now I need you to take that, like, say it back to yourself so that you know, but understand what it is that you're really saying. Not that you can't do the work, not that you can't do the assignment, but because of the way you think somebody is the way you view yourself is the reason why you're not going to do my work. And so some of it is like, yeah, that don't make no sense, right? Like I'm not, it's not that I'm unable to do it at this point, I'm making a choice not to. And so once I was able to see that I was the barrier, I had to remove myself. And then I, then the third thing is that I focused on something else instead of making everything about my face, I focused on what it could be if I still did it. What what could my pictures look like if I just relaxed and just enjoyed myself? What could the video, who could the video bless if I just did it? What, what would I feel like if I just walked in my purpose without worrying about the fear of what I see? Not whatever people see, but what I see. Um, and so, yeah, it's not easy. Uh, because clearly I told y'all it took me 18 years. Um, and that's why I say that this is a journey. Slaying self doubt is me. It is not anybody else. It is me. And I'm just here to, um, show y'all that it can be done with God's help. I can't do it by myself because I tried. I tried doing it all by myself. And that's the reason why it lasted me 18 extra years because I was focused on the wrong thing. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for today. Remember to just go to the website if you want to join the community so that you're able to receive um, weekly the weekly newsletter about you know the podcast and any upcoming events or anything like that um make sure that your shop shop you know for all the merchandise and accessories remember the shirts are $15 it's about to be Christmas time y'all go ahead and get these shirts and some of the shirts is about is are selling out so y'all might want to hop on in there because I had a couple of people like yeah girl let me get some you might be short (laughs) I'm gonna just be honest about that um and then lastly This work that I'm doing is purposeful, right? And it's purposeful because what God has called me to do is to coach other women who have the same insecurities, doubts and fears about themselves who are ready for the next step. And so if you feel like that is you or you know somebody else who you feel like that they need somebody to like encourage them and help coach them through those things. I encourage you to give them my information, www.feliciawallace.com. And also you yourself and book a discovery call with me. We can just have a conversation about what you're going through, what it is that you're feeling, where it is that you think you're supposed to go. And legit within that time, we can decide whether or not we're going to work together. And you know, if you want to, we will walk on this journey together and I will be the support that you need to be able to help you get to the other side. So, So this is what God has called me to do. And I before I go in order for me to have gotten to the place where I said that I'm a coach and to ask and to say something about I had to get past my insecurity in order for me to really walk into my purpose. I had to say the thing that made me uncomfortable because that cannot sit with me. I have to be able to move past that. So. If you are uncomfortable about this journey, trust you, me, and and me telling you, it ain't easy, but it is so worth it. Um, Y'all know we end every episode with the serenity prayer. So until next week, see ya. Okay, so the serenity prayer goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Until next week. See ya. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Until next week, see ya. Ever tried reading while jogging, cooking, or even juggling flaming torches? Yeah, it doesn't end well. But with audiobooks.com, you can conquer books without the circus act. Dive into over 450,000 titles, including more than 10,000 free ones get hooked on a bestseller, find your next obsession, or finally read that classic you've been avoiding since high school. And here's the inside scoop. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and snag your first three audiobooks on the house. Sign up for your free trial at audiobooks.com podcastfree podcast free today. That's audiobooks.com slash